What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the Yankees have done it, folks. I mean, obviously, it's not it's not uh, definitive, but they've closed the gap. They have closed a major gap. They have caught the Red Sox in the standings. This is something that has taken six weeks to do. Nobody saw this coming, honestly. Six weeks ago, if you had said that, oh, yeah, the Yankees are going to close a gap of a 10.5 game lead, the Red Sox had a 10.5 game lead over them. Everyone would have been like, you are crazy, especially with how poorly the Yankees were playing at the time and how well the Red Sox were playing, but the roles have completely reversed. This is an unprecedented turnaround. The Yankees swept the doubleheader yesterday. Um, I mean, yeah, just great stuff. Great stuff in both ends of the doubleheader. First game was a 5-3 victory. By New York, second game was a two nothing victory. Luke Voigt, my man, was was doing stuff. You know, I've been defending Luke Voigt for a while now, saying that people have been slandering him unfairly. But you know, he and Stanton homered yesterday. Each hit solo homers to give the Yankees both their runs. And this guy's getting playing time because Anthony Rizzo's on the COVID list, and everyone's remembering like, oh yeah, this is the dude who led Major League Baseball in home runs last year. But if we if we kind of recap now that Yankees are 68 and 52. The Red Sox are 69 and 53. So if you go by percentage points, which is what matters, win percentage, the Red Sox actually trail the Yankees now in the standings. They haven't played equal amount of games, but based on percentage points, the, uh, even though the Red Sox have one more win, they also have one more loss. So, you know, percentage points, New York is ahead. Like I said, 10 and a half games. That was the gap on July 5th. And. Even as recently as July 25th, the Yankees trailed by nine games in the standings. But the Yankees have now won five straight. They've won 12 of 15. They've moved to a season-high 16 games over 500. One more, one more can we say? One more can we say? But that trade deadline really turned their season around. Because they limped into that trade deadline. Some people thought they might be selling, but they said, no, we're going to go ahead and make our team even better. We're going to go ahead and you know fix the gaps, plug the gaps in our lineup. They did that, and they've been on a tear ever since then. So Anthony Rizzo is actually set to return from the COVID IL pretty soon. So you know that's good, and that's, that's even better. But this is a team that's clicking on all cylinders now. And I was writing their eulogy in July, and now I have to – content with the fact that you know this team is very much in the playoff race and they've closed that gap so it's not really and it's not over for the Red Sox either as we we just saw the difference that you know a few weeks can make a month can make you know three to six weeks can make a big difference so this also means that the Red Sox aren't done too they're not dead in the water either because we, we were saying the same thing about the Yankees last month and now we're here so we still don't know if one of these teams can pull away from the other time will tell but the series does continue tonight in the Bronx and yeah I mean Boston really needs to punch back they need to punch back because um head-to-head matchups is how you make up ground in the standings I mean if they if they continue to struggle then they'll have Toronto low-key trying to sneak sneak up behind them I mean they have a four-game lead they're four games ahead of Toronto but as uh, sooner as we can snap our fingers that lead could disappear because the Blue Jays have had a good year. I mean, their expected win-loss is better than both the Yankees and the Red Sox. 
their run differential is up there, one of the highest in baseball. So, you know, this is a team that could do some damage. Absolutely. So we shall see. But exciting times in the AL East. These division races, not just the AL East. Let's also also talk about the National League East. So, you know, remember the Braves? Yes. They continue to win. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They have won five in a row. They are now two and a half games up in the NL East, continuing to win ball games, and it looks like they might pull away. But Philadelphia is still hanging in there. Um, the Phillies actually have a better chance of, well, obviously, they have a better chance of winning their division than the wild card because the wild card is, is currently being held by San Diego, right? San Diego has the first wild card, and who has the second wild card in the National League? Who's the second wild card in the National League? So San Diego. Oh, and the Dodgers, obviously. The Dodgers have the second wild card. So that's why the Phillies need to win their division. But we'll see what happens there. Let's head over to the south side of Chicago. So this was this was a bit of a, a, a weird game. So the White Sox did win. But, you know, everyone was kind of just, I mean, they, they won convincingly. 9-0 over the A's. But everyone was kind of thinking about Chris Bassett. Oakland starter Chris Bassett. He was hit in the head by a Brian Goodwin line drive. Exit velo of 100.1 miles an hour. Nobody out in the second inning. And Bassett was taken to the hospital. I mean, a, a liner a liner to the dome, you know, to the face, that's, that's obviously not good. He had to be carted off the field. And it was a really scary moment there in Chicago. I mean, he had to remain down with his face covered for several minutes helped onto the cart and then, you know, towel covering his face as, you know, he was carted off the field. But that a comebacker like that, that could be fatal. You know, we've seen guys, we've seen guys get seriously hurt or worse in situations like that. But thankfully, Chris Bassett is okay. Reports are that he's fine. And, you know, he, he uh, let it be known that, you know, he's thankful for uh, all, the, all the well wishes and he's doing okay. So that's, that's what really matters. Um, but he received stitches for two facial lacerations, and they diagnosed him with a displaced tripod fracture in his right cheek that's going to require some surgery. But that's that's good. That's good. Surgery is, is, is okay, you know, as long as he's going to be fine, and uh, hopefully he can get back out there. But Bassett's in the middle of the finest season of his career. I mean, he's actually emerged as the top starter on this Oakland staff. He's carrying a 304 ERA through 151 innings this season he actually entered play yesterday ranked third in total innings among all MLB pitchers so he's been the A's best pitcher and this is an A's team with you know playoff ambitions as usual he's going to be a big part of that so if he can if he can recover you know we'll see what his timeline is but um, hopefully hopefully uh, he'll be able to recover and make it back this season because he's gonna have to wait another three to five days for the swelling to subside before they'll they'll do the surgery but you know, time will tell. I mean, I could be wrong, and he could be out for the year. But um, that's just what we know for now is that they'll wait for the swelling to go down, then they'll do the surgery. And, um, yeah, so. But most importantly, his vision is twenty twenty, so that's good. And, yeah, I mean, he could be out for the year, but he's alive, and that's what really matters. So big win for the White Sox, though, 9 nothing, And uh, those boys kept swinging the bats. Those boys kept swinging the bats. Jose Abreu left the yard. I mean, for him, you know, one for four, but 
three big ribbies to go along with that. Jake Lamb also went yard, and then Tim Anderson hit a triple. So good stuff, good stuff. So if we stay in the Midwest, we head up to Detroit. The Angels beat the Tigers 8-2, and Joe Adele hit his first career grand slam. It was a big one, a go-ahead grand slam in the ninth inning. It was tied 2-2. Adele gets up there. And, you know, he had been scuffling. He went 1 for 13 over his past four games. And, you know, he's a young guy. You know, young guy, I think, what is Adele, like 20, 21, or, or something like that, maybe 22. Um, maybe it's about 21 or 22. And he became the youngest Angels player to hit a grand slam since Mike Trout himself. Takes a 97-mile-an-hour fastball over the bullpen in left field and gives the Angels a 6-2 lead in the top of the ninth inning. That's the biggest swing of his big league career by far. You know, two outs in the ninth. That's that's huge. And that's a gut punch to the Tigers, obviously. Miguel Cabrera still searching for that 500th home run. And, um, you know, who knows when he'll get it, but still searching for it. Did not, uh, did not record a hit yesterday, but he did walk twice. And, yeah, so 8-2 to two was, was the final score. You know, that big blast by Adele basically did did the work, and it, it buried the Tigers. The San Francisco Giants continue to win. You know, they continue to rack up the wins. They got their 78th win. Logan Webb, this is a sleeper. This guy has been, like, he, he's been excellent this year. I mean, he extended his recent run of dominance. Another superb night last night, allowing two runs over a career-high seven and a third innings. So the Giants wore, you know, these uniforms. I don't know what... How, what what to call them, but they're undefeated in, the, in these uniforms. <laughs> so maybe they'll keep putting them on. But like I was saying yesterday, there are some really good vibes in the Bay Area right now. They're feeling something special with this Giants team. But, uh, you know, the Mets had Stroman on the bump, and he pitched, he pitched fine. He pitched great. Seven innings with three earned runs and nine strikeouts. For him, that's kind of a lot. He's more of a ground ball pitcher. But, uh, you know, the Giants... Giants still scored. Those three runs were all that that they needed. Logan Webb shut it down. And, yeah, the two-run homer for Pete Alonzo was the only offense, or only run scoring that the Mets would do that night. So, yeah, so I think that's that'll be it for today, folks. That's just going to be a little short one. But I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing how this Yankees-Red Sox series shakes out because man this is something else this is giving me 2000 september 2011 vibes when the red sox had that epic september collapse when they were you know ahead on september 1st and they were up by several games and they missed out on the playoffs due to the very last game of the season because they had been so bad all month long and then they were still in the play playoff hunt on the last day but then on the last day they lost and they missed out on the playoffs that year. This is kind of giving me similar vibes. So we'll keep an eye on that. But that'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.